Welcome in to another week of Inside the Lines. This is week seven of the college football season. We have a lot to talk about, like always. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, There was a lot of blowouts in week six. Um, Not as many good games as we thought were going to happen. So I don't think we'll probably spend enough uh, as much time as we usually do talking about the week that just happened. But I do want to talk about a few things. Um, Let's start with with Alabama A&M. Robbie, I'm going to let you kind of take the take the uh, steering wheel here on this game because I I only got to watch kind of the last quarter ish, the last like the second half. So I'll let you kind of recap your thoughts about this game. Well, let me tell you, you didn't miss much. It was brutal. And the fact, you know, it was kind of like Bryce Young was going to start or not. Really didn't expect him to start against Texas A&M. Probably wanted to rest up for Tennessee if he was close to ready. So I didn't expect him to start, but I expected Bill O'Brien to game plan for it. And Bill O'Brien, Alabama's offensive coordinator, I, I I think he was the only one in the world who didn't know that Bryce Young wasn't starting in this game because the play calling was awful. Like, if you have – Jalen Milrose, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's a running quarterback. And you have to game plan for that. Like, you have to call plays for him to set him up to be successful. And I feel like Bill O'Brien, like, in his play calling, didn't do any of that. Like, give him, like, some quarterback draws. Like, get him out of the pocket, roll out of the pocket, and make throws – that way but he just called the game like Bryce Young was back there gonna throw for four or five hundred yards and it 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 didn't work and he never adjusted to it either so I think that Bill O'Brien's probably the only one in the world who didn't know Bryce Young wasn't going to play that game because the play calling was horrible and Milrow didn't help he had two fumbles and a pick uh Jason McClellan also had uh another fumble so four turnovers Will Reichard, who has been a stud at Alabama as a kicker, missed two field goals in the game. And and I will say this for Alabama in their defense, like the defense played really well. Granted, it was against Haynes King and Texas A&M, but, I mean, to have four turnovers, two missed field goals, I mean, they were not set up for success. But they hung in there and they played tough and they pulled it out in the end. I lost you there for a second. What what'd you say? What'd you say at the end there? I lost you. There. I lost you there. I said that the defense played really well because they were not set up for success. Yeah. But in in the end, you know that the defense played really well and, and they held them when it mattered the most, but ultimately they were, you know, at what a yard away from losing that game. Yeah. I, I got to watch the last bit and it just, I think this is kind was kind of a theme of this past week is there was a lot of quarterbacks that were hurt. Um, we'll, we can start with Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young obviously didn't play like you said, and they struggled to do anything on offense. And a, a lot of their points, if I'm not mistaken, came from, turnovers on their side of the field right and so I don't know I it's just I feel like if Alabama doesn't get Bryce Young back which I will say I think he plays this week but 
if they somehow don't get him back, they're going to struggle this in this matchup that we'll talk about in a few minutes. The next team I wanted to talk about that ended up losing without their starting quarterback is Kentucky. They drop a game to South Carolina, just a really bad loss. Um, but Will Levis did not play, so we saw them struggle. I didn't get to see much of this game. I'm sure you didn't either because it was on the same kind of time as Alabama was playing. So, But I did see the uh, score, and then I saw a video of – uh, Beamer dancing in the locker room, making fun of uh, Mark Stoops. So um, good for South Carolina to get to get an SEC win. I didn't know if they would get one this year. So um, <laughs> the next team that struggled without their quarterback, and this was more than struggle, but Oklahoma, goodness gracious, forty-nine to zero to the Texas Longhorns. Um, not only did they not have their starting quarterback, but they refused to even let their backup throw the ball. I mean, I think they had 36 passing yards as a team. Um, if you're going to come into a game with a backup quarterback, don't you think that it might be a good idea to even just let him throw a couple times down the field? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a good idea to – I mean, even like that's what that's what I don't get like with these coordinators. Like, y'all get paid a lot of money to game plan for these things. Like, you know there's a good possibility that your starter is going to be out. And you need a game plan for your backup being in there. Like, do what he's good at. Call plays at what he's good at. Like, I didn't watch a lot of this game because it was, you know, a blowout early and often. Texas Texas scored early and often. So, like, I was trying to flip back and forth and catch some of it. But, I mean, every time I turned it over there, Texas scored again. So, I didn't watch a lot of it. But, to, like, set your team up for success as an offensive coordinator. And I feel like, man, these, these guys get paid a lot of money to not have done that. Like Bill O'Brien, I don't know who's Oklahoma's offensive coordinator is. Jeff Levy is there. Yeah, Jeff Levy. That's right. And and he didn't do a good job of it either. So, Yeah, I, that would just puzzle me. And I think it, it poses the question, is Texas legit? Um, I mean, if you look at their s- schedule – you could argue that Quinn Ewers might be the best quarterback in the country uh, based off of his production when he's on the field. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, you might disagree, but if he doesn't get hurt, they beat Alabama, in my opinion. And then no, I do agree. They, they drop a game to Texas Tech that they probably wouldn't have lost if they had him too. And so you're looking at a team that's probably undefeated if their quarterback never gets hurt. I don't know. I mean, Texas is a good team. They're 4-2, they're and two, but they can beat anybody in the country, in my opinion. What do you think about Texas? Texas, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I know we're going to talk about this later. But my surprise team is Texas because the way they went in there, they dominated Oklahoma. And with Quinn Ewers, he, he came back, like everything you just said, he came back and they dominated. And they're a different team with him in the game. And, you know, they, they should have beat – if he had stayed in the game, they would have beat Alabama. They yeah. should have beat him without him. But – they would have beat Alabama in that game, and I've said that before. But Quinn Ewers is a great college quarterback, and they got a routine. So, I, like you said, you know, you could say, you know, well, if he was healthy all year, they'd be this, they'd be that. But you know what? He's been out. They're not. I think that next year, as long as he can stay healthy, they're going to be really good. And I think that they could play with a lot of teams in the country. So better watch out for Texas next year. I mean, they've already lost two games or – not going to make the playoff, but yeah, unless something watch out for them next year. Yeah. Um, the next team, and it's crazy that there's this many good teams that 
played without their quarterback or lost their quarterback this week. NC State was well, playing, Florida, playing Florida State, and, and Devin Leary gets knocked out with a shoulder injury. I, th- I think it's a shoulder injury. And they come close to losing that game. Uh, so some could argue, I watched the end of it, that LSU – or not LSU, goodness, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Florida State should have won that game. They had some questionable play calling at the end, ended up losing by two. Um, but NC State didn't even – they threw one pass after Devin Leary got hurt. And it was an incomplete pass. So, goodness, I like you were talking about, like as an offensive coordinator, and I know this was this scenario is a little different because the quarterback got knocked out in the game, but you still it still seems like you should have somewhat of a game plan going into every week if your quarterback does get hurt. But it it didn't seem like NC State knew what to do. They just handed the ball off every single play, and um, I think Texas is a good example of a team that. As a good, they have a good backup quarterback and they have a plan because Hudson Card gave them a chance to win every game that they were in. Um, while when you well, Hudson, I think that's different because Hudson Card was a starter last year. Yeah, that's true. So he has a he has a lot of game time experience, but you know, and it is different. Like you know, when a quarterback is knocked out in the game, it's just like, oh boy, okay. But you got to do something different. You got to make some adjustments. You can't throw one. What that told me. You, you you told me uh, your crack up in and letting him throw one pass, how much confidence you have in him. If you have that much confidence in him, then I certainly don't have in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, NC State, if if Devin Leary doesn't play this week, they're gonna they're gonna have they're probably gonna struggle because that Syracuse defense has been pretty good this year so far. And that, they're they're gonna struggle. I'll just say that if they don't have that quarterback. Um, the next team is is kind of the country's darling. Uh, Kansas lost their undefeated streak um, and also lost their starting quarterback in the game. And they announced today before we started the podcast that he's going to be out for the year. So just a terrible blow to the, the Kansas team that was really rolling. Good news for them is their backup quarterback played really well when he came in and actually gave him a chance to win that game against a good TCU team. And he he's very talented. So – I don't think they'll, they'll – they might take a few steps back, but I don't think they'll miss a beat with moving the ball and scoring points. Um, but still, goodness. I mean, there was probably more, but we, we just hit on probably the five teams that – those are the, what came to mind of teams that play without their quarterback this week. Um, it feels like more quarterback injuries than normal this year. What do you think? Yeah, it does seem that way. Just I think there's just these high-profile quarterbacks is- – has been, I mean, you got Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, and then you got these other NC State, Devin Leary, who was uh, a senior starter, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, you got all these high profile quarterbacks. And then uh, quarterback out of Kansas, uh, Jaden. Jalen Daniels. I got his last name. Yeah. Jalen Daniels, yeah. Um, who's been, you know, showing out this year. So it's a lot of high profile quarterbacks. Yeah. So I think that's probably the difference. A team that uh, didn't lose their quarterback this week but got dominated. Let's talk about that Tennessee-LSU game. Uh, this is a good good game to kind of end on as far as recapping last week to move us into this next week. But goodness gracious, that, that game was over from the start. Um, I don't know how much you got to watch of it. but I watched – yeah, I, I definitely watched the first half. I watched most of that game. Where, yeah. You know, Tennessee ran away with it early – and it didn't surprise me at all. That Tennessee is my lock of the week. 
you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think they'd go out there and blow them out like that, but I also didn't think that they would struggle to win that game either. So didn't surprise me. It, it, it shocked me how bad LSU played um, in the, some of the decisions because Tennessee, honestly, we could have beat them by more than what we did. I mean, we kicked, I think we kicked five field goals that game and there were several points where our offense was stalling. So I don't know. Um, the, the play that sticks out to me the most is uh, at the end of the first half, Tennessee's up 20 to seven and LSU's driving. They get, they stall out near midfield and decide to go for it on fourth and 10 on the 50 with like 30 seconds saw that. instead of just punting it. Yeah, I saw that. And we end up sacking the quarterback, getting the ball and going down, kicking a field goal, making it 23-7. We get the ball to start the second half, and we go down and score. Before, before LSU even touches the ball again, it's 30-7. to I mean, that, that was one of the worst calls I think I've ever seen a coach make. I mean, I, don't, yeah, I just don't man. get it. Brian Kelly did not coach a good game this past weekend. No, he did not, and he would be the first one to tell you that as well. And his coordinate, his coordinate did not coach a very good game either. And, you know, like I said, and he was angry on that sideline. And, I, you know, I thought it was funny because I don't really like Brian Kelly. But he was angry on that sideline, letting his assistant coaches hear it, as he probably should have, because they did not call a good game uh, at all. So, well – uh, before we get into week seven, which I know we both want to talk about a lot, let's uh, let's go into our card recap real quick. Um, there's not much to talk about based off of our cards. Uh, Robbie went three and six on the week to bring his win total at 33, 26 and one on the season, 56%, still well over 50%. He would say he's doing rough, but I still say he's doing good. He's at 56% on the season, so that's pretty good. Um, I've had a rough, I've had a rough couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, but a lot of those were very close games, though. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, I went seven and six on the week. Um, always like to be over over fifty percent, so I'll take it. That puts me at 42, 41 and two on the season at fifty one percent. And like Robbie said, a lot of close misses this past week. Um, for me, just to name a few, I had Kansas State minus two. They ended up winning 10 to nine in a terrible, terrible game um, to watch. Out of Iowa State, they won by one point, needed to win by two. That was close. I had uh, Duke. I had the same I, game. I had the same game. Yeah. I had Duke minus two and a half at Georgia Tech, which Robbie also had. And they got dominated in the first three quarters and decided they wanted to play football in the fourth, came all the way back to tie it, sent it to overtime and get absolutely screwed on a pa offensive pass interference call that would have won them the game. Ended up missing a field goal to tie and lose by three in overtime. So they would have won by four had there not been a terrible pass interference call. Illinois, Iowa. I don't know why I said Illinois. Illinois, Iowa. Um, I had a minus three and a half. Robbie, you, we were, that was our first fight of the year. Robbie had Iowa plus three and a half. Illinois should have won that game by more than three points. And I think you, you'd be the first one to admit that. They had several turnovers inside their territory. I was terrible. Um, Illinois, another one of those teams that lost their quarterback, and he might miss some time. So I, I just felt like I, I was on the 
right side there and ended up losing by half a point. So I didn't I didn't necessarily like that one. Uh, Robbie, well, did, was there any game in particular when, that you wanted to talk well, about? I, I, we kind of covered the ones that all I, of those games. Then what, another one that I lost by half point was NC State. I had a minus. Well, I think I had a minus three, and they won by two against Florida State. Yeah, they lost. Uh, Dev, they lost Devin Leary. I felt like I was on the right side of that one. They lost Devin Leary. They didn't. They threw one more pass after that, and wound up winning the game by two points instead of three. So I would, you know, there was three, four games last weekend out of the six I lost that you know really should have went my way but didn't, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, one game that I do want to talk about that was on our cards, or well, it was on your card, and it ended up being on not on my card, but in my lock of the week parlay is Utah. Um, I think I, I would go. I would be willing to say that that game meant or showed more that UCLA is a legit team than it says that Utah is a bad team. I think Utah is still a good team, but I think UCLA is a lot better than everyone thought. Um, they kind of screwed around at the beginning of the season with their non-con opponents, and they've come out firing in, in their last two games. Dominated Washington, dominated Utah. They're they're a good football team. I, I would lean the other way. I think that <laughs> I think UCLA is overrated. I know we're going to talk about the top twenty-five here soon, but coming in at eleven, I don't see it. I, I've watched them play. Their defense is not good. And I watched South Alabama, and I know this is just one game. It was early in the season, but I watched South Alabama play. Think that they are the 11th ranked team in the country. I don't think that they're a bad team, but they're not. They're not top 11 in the country, in my opinion. I think that Utah. They lost to Florida early in the year, and I thought that that was. You know, I thought that they would come back and fight through it, and they were still a good team. But UCLA did anything they wanted to do against Utah last. I don't, I thought that was more of Utah not playing well versus UCLA dominating them. But I mean, they ran away with it. I think that the final wound up UCLA won by like ten or so. But I think that UCLA was even better than that in this game. But I don't think that ultimately that UCLA will keep that. I don't think UCLA will keep that moving throughout the course of the year. Yeah, I I can see it both ways. Um, that's kind of a good spot. You're talking about their ranking. I, I do. Let's kind of segue into the AP poll. Um, a lot of movement. Um, well, not a ton of movement, but there's some significant movement. Alabama moving down to number three after their performance. And then you got, like you said, UCLA moving up to seven spots to number 11. Um, TCU moving up to number 13, which I think is deserved. Um, and then you got a bunch of new teams in the poll. Um, you got not a bunch, but a few few new teams. Texas coming back in the poll, which I think is deserved. Um, and then you got Illinois James and James Madison coming into the polls uh, at 24 and 25. James Madison undefeated. They're probably, the, in my opinion, the best group of five team. Um because there's not a, there's not really a great group of five team like there was last year. So I think James Madison could probably play with anybody in a group of five. Um, but Illinois. Been, well, you know there, you know there's a group of five team ranked ahead of them. And I don't if you okay. I, I'm glad you said that, Robbie, because Cincinnati at 21 was losing 
in, in deep into the fourth quarter to one of the worst teams in the country, South Florida, and, and ended up pulling out a win and move up three spots in the polls. I just think that is egregious. They should be out of the top 25 with a win. I, I know how you feel about Cincinnati being your overrated team at 24 <laughs> coming into the year. They're back. They're back in the poll and they're, they're up to 21 now. So I was wondering your thoughts on that. They will not be there. By I, the I, I know you love James Madison. So, yeah, I think if James Madison and Cincinnati played right now, James Madison will win. That, that's my take on that. Um, Syracuse moving up to 18. Uh, four spots. That's that's a lot of movement. And then Mississippi State moving up a bunch to number sixteen, which is seven spots where, from where they were. So a lot of movement. I, not a lot has changed though. I think everyone's kind of where they're supposed to be. Um, but it is fun to talk about the new teams that got added in, just because there was a, a lot of movement. I do think that Kentucky should not be ranked anymore. You lose to South Carolina, you you should not be ranked. So that's where I stand with Kentucky. I think that it's hard because they didn't have Will Levis. Yeah. So, when's Will Levis coming back? So, I, I, I don't know is that I would boot him out of the top 25 without their starting quarterback. But, you know, I mean, if he's not coming back anytime soon, they're going to lose some more games. Well, they, So, they without, have, him, with, without him, they're clearly not a top 25 team. We saw that last week. But with him, I think that they are. So, well, you know, when's he coming back? I, they still said he's questionable. I think he'll play this week. But they play Mississippi State. So, if their defense doesn't show up, they're going to get run out against Mississippi State because Mississippi State's put points on the, some of the best defenses in the SEC. So, so we'll um, see if they're a top 25 team this Saturday, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, their one loss is to LSU, and they've pretty much dominated all the other teams they've played. So, um, that kind of does it for what we were talking about, the AP poll. I know we usually go in more into depth, but there's just not really a whole well, lot to talk about. Unless I would say Tennessee, Tennessee, all the way up to six. Yeah, I think that was. Well, what were they last year? Eight or nine? They were eight last week. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, they jumped up over USC. They jumped up over Oklahoma State. I think it was deserved too. So I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give your balls some props. I think UCLA too far. Eleven, that's too high. But eight. I think that TCU. I think TCU's not getting enough love. I, I, agree. I think you know that you know down to thirteenth. I think that. They could be Oregon, UCLA, Penn State at ten. We're gonna find out what Penn State is because I've been asking. You know, I don't. I've been saying, you know, all year long. I still don't know what Penn State is. Still don't know what Penn State is. You know, they're ranked in the top ten. They're tenth. We're gonna find out Saturday in Ann Arbor. Yeah. yeah, we're about we're about to get into it. I know you've been chomping at the bits to get into these week week seven games. Um, before right before we get into there, I, there's two more things I want to talk about. You kind of already mentioned your team, team that surprised you this weekend. Yours was Texas, right? Texas, yes. Okay. When you were um, the rival rivalry, Red River shootout, Red River showdown. They <laughs> change it every year, but it's always it's always a good game until this year, and they dominated. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Texas was very, um, very good, and I think Oklahoma was just terrible. Um, the team that surprised me the most, I'm going to give a couple because there was a few teams that just – and you, you're going to laugh because we've already talked about it. But Cincinnati, goodness gracious. You, guys, you, you got it out for Cincinnati. No, you I don't. Really got it out for Cincinnati. I do not. They were – South Florida is one of the worst teams in the country this year. 
and we're winning in the fourth quarter against a ranked team. Cincinnati has got to get it together because they are going to lose more games if they keep playing the way they've been playing. Um, they surprised me with that performance. I figured they would cover big time against USF because USF's kind of been that team for people to get right with. And they played, they played a good game this weekend. Um, the other team that surprised me, um, let's see. I think Oklahoma State surprised me um, a lot too with the way Texas Tech kind of – we watched a lot – I watched a lot of that game. Texas Tech controlled most of that game until the, end, until the second half and into the fourth quarter. Um, they were up by two scores for a lot of the game. So, um, But Oklahoma State comes back, ends up winning by 10. It shows that they're a good team because they, they had um, – they had their struggles, came back and won. So, um, but yeah, it was surprising to see them struggle. But yeah, I think Oklahoma State's a good team. So they did what they were supposed to do. And then another team that struggled, which this is kind of getting off on a tangent, but my lock of the week, Ole Miss, losing to Vandy by at the end of that first half. I thought that game was done. Um, they were losing by. They ended up. Were, they scored a touchdown late in the first half to be losing by three. And I was like, oh gosh, they got to win by. 17, 18 points, that's done. And then they come out in the second half and just dominate uh, Vandy like they're supposed to. So, another team that struggled early ended up dominating the second half. So, game day, your favorite thing to talk about. Back in Knoxville for the Tennessee-Alabama game, I am shocked that they're coming back to Knoxville because I did not think they would go to one school multiple times. But you cannot deny where, where else are they going? Well, there's a the few. Only other school you, the only other one you could possibly even think of would be Michigan, Penn yep. State. Yep. And that's I, it. That's a big game, too. So, I, But, yeah, three versus six, Alabama versus the Vols, it's a no-brainer. Now, I'm interested to see if your beloved Vols, first of all, everybody, it's Tennessee eight week. I got my Alabama shirt on. You know, I try to, you know, try to stay neutral on this podcast about my Alabama fan, but, you know, y'all all know I'm a Bama fan, Aaron's a ball fan. It's hate week, and game day's going to be there in Knoxville, and it's going to be a good game, too. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. But, yeah, there, there's no other place that it could be this week. I mean, I, I, I get it could be, you know, it's still top two top ten teams playing each other in Ann Arbor, Penn State and Michigan, but. I still think, man, it's, it's a no-brainer, Alabama, Tennessee. I know they were just there a couple weeks ago. I'm just wondering if they're going to get a guest picker that I've ever heard of this week. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, got a, I got a question for you, and, and all of our listeners need to hear. Had, had you ever heard of that woman wrestler that was, on the, uh, was a guest picker in Knoxville a few yeah. weeks ago? I'm going to be completely honest. I have heard of her um, just because – the university has uh, retweeted some of her stuff and I don't follow the WWE. I think it's stupid, but I have seen that she, when she became the champ or whatever and whatever thing she does, I don't even know. They did retweet it. And so I had, a, I had heard of her before and there is a guy that I follow on Twitter that is in love with her and he has posted several things about her. So I, I had heard of her before, but I did not like that pick for, game day but they get another chance to get it right um i'd like to see peyton this week peyton or morgan wallen would be my two picks um 
But they already kind of had their country music guy when they did Luke Combs, so they probably won't do that again. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I'm interested to see who they're going to get. Yeah. Hopefully it's somebody good. I don't think it'll be Peyton. Yeah, I don't think because he's, I mean, former player, quarterback, but they did that. uh, They do former players all the time. Oh, it was the last week, I think they did a former player. So, yeah, the Clemson Dex is it Dexter Lawrence? I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, okay. Clemson. I know it was definitely Clemson. Yeah, it was a defensive yeah, line. It could have been Dexter Lawrence. I don't remember. Who it was, was one of those guys that was yeah. on the defensive line when they won all, the, all those championships. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to find a ticket. If anybody that listens to this podcast can find me a ticket. Please let me know because I would be will I, I would love to be able to go to this game. I've been to every game this year and I want to keep the uh the streak going. So I've been I think I've been to the last like five or six Tennessee Alabama games. One of them with with you, Mr. Robbie, Mr. Robbie Woodham. Yep. Um the blow Alabama dominated that game. Fifty six to zero or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. No, um, they I remember they scored one touchdown. It was a pick six. It was a big blowout, and it was a pick six, and the guy starts, like, shooting the whole home crowd, the double birds, <laughs> down, like – they were down, like, at least 49 points. It was 49 so. to 7, and, I think, when he got that pick six. And, yeah, and, I mean, he's giving everybody the double birds. And, like, yeah. Do don't you embarrass know? yourself, dude. You want to know who threw that pick six? Fun fact. Um, don't tell me. Who threw that pick six? I know. I remember. Uh, it wasn't Jalen Hurts. I don't remember. Who was it? It was Tua. Before he before he Tua. Uh, it was the same. I think that was the same season that he won the national championship for you guys, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but oh yes, they did win a national championship. He was the backup quarterback and he came in for some garbage time and ended up throwing a pick six. So there's your fun fact of the week. Um Two or threw a pick six to one of the worst teams of all time. So, um, but yeah, obviously we're both really excited about this week. Um, I think there's more excitement from both of us just because we know we expect it to actually be a good game this year, and we haven't had that expectation for a while now. Um, so, and I think last year was a good game, but I don't think anybody was expecting it to be a good game. This year, both teams ranked in the top ten. Both teams have high expectations for the rest of the season. This game specifically has high implications for what either team could do. Um, so I think there, this is just probably, and I would even say the biggest game that Tennessee has had since I've been alive and been able to follow the sport. So um, the last time Tennessee was made to an SEC championship was 2007. I was seven years old. I remember it kind of, but – not old enough to comprehend what's going on. So, honestly, biggest game that I can remember. So, a lot of excitement. Um, I know this is just another game for Alabama fans because they've been in however many ranked matchups, however many big games. They're used to it. Tennessee fans, Tennessee players are not used to it. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I think there's a lot of things that could happen as far as, like, injuries, suspensions potentially – that could make this game interesting. So let's just get into it. Um, is Bryce Young going to play this week, Robbie? I've already said what I think is going to happen. What do you think? I think that he plays. 
I think, you know, at the end of last week, he was on the sidelines talking to Nick Saban, trying to come into the game <laughs> at the end of at the end of last week. He was literally like trying to talk his way and in coming into the game. So ultimately, I think he's going to play. So let's assume that because I think if he does not play, then Tennessee will win that game. But let's assume that he is going to play because I think and you agree, I think that he is going to play. And I think that do you think that Tillman's going to play in this game? I do. I think um, he should he should be back too, right? He could have played last week. Um, they decided to rest him again, give him another week. So he's that he's yeah. been out for three. He's had twenty one days of rest. So which by the time yeah. game time comes, it'll be twenty eight days. So um, yeah. he's had twenty eight. So, so so when we talk about this, let's assume both of those are getting yes. played. Because like I said, if if Jalen Milrose starts and Bryce Young doesn't play, I think Jesse will win the game. But let's assume, because we both think that Bryce Young is going to play, so let's assume he does. I think that last week really pissed off Alabama players because they wanted to blow that team out, and they didn't. And all the turnovers, the miscues, the missed field goals, that is not Nick Saban. That is not Alabama football. I think they come in inspired. I think that Bryce Young is a difference maker. But I will. I think that Tennessee is going to score a lot of points. Alabama's defense played really well last week, but that was against Texas A&M. That was offense. against Haynes King. Bad offense. And yeah, it was a bad offense. So this is the best offense that Alabama's going to face this year. So we're going to see how they respond because they're going to be tested. And typically, over the years, Nick Saban, Alabama defense has struggled against tempo. And Tennessee is third in the country in tempo as far as getting plays off from snap to snap as quickly as they go. So that's going to test Nick Saban more than anything. So you could, I think you could say, like, you know, things leading up to this game is going to be like, well, you know, AM last week, you know, the players are mad and, you know, and all this stuff. Well, you got to go out there on the field and play. Yep. You got to go out there and, and play the downside. You got to go out there and you got to stop Tennessee. But I will say Tennessee at times they flash great. So, but at times they also stall. You know, they could stall for a quarter and a half, go three and out, three and out, three and out, and then all of a sudden they could put up twenty-one points yeah. in a blink of an eye. So, you know, will Alabama be able to control that tempo, make them go three and out, and control the ball? And I think that's going to be the key to the game. But ultimately, I think Bryce Young is going to play. And I think that Alabama will win and cover. Right. I'm not going to bet this game because you know I don't. But the spread's seven and a half. I think the game will be close, but I think that Bryce Young's going to come out and inspire his team. And Alabama's can get that they cover. And we don't know about the Tennessee starting safety got arrested the other day. So yeah, I was we don't know if he's going to play or not. So I, I, I mean, you you could tell me more about that because. I don't know if, if Josh Heupel will suspend him. So I, I mean, it was what he done was pretty egregious. Well, the full story makes it sound a little bit better. Uh, new stuff came out this past uh, couple of days ago. Um, I think he will play this weekend. Um, so the details that kind of were released, the guy that gave this, the account of getting beat – so let's just – say that some of our listeners have no idea what happened. Jalen McCullough, starting safety for Tennessee, 
um, gets arrested with a felony for like aggravated assault, I think, over the weekend. Um, this kid punched a guy, punched a guy in the face, and he fell down. Yeah, became unconscious after he fell down the stairs. Who come? Who coming into their apartment? Yeah. he came into their apartment. By the yeah, way. so McCullough is in in his in his girlfriend's apartment with her. A guy. He gave he gives an account that he was so intoxicated that he didn't know where he was. Wanders into somebody's apartment building that's not his. Wanders into he says he thought it was his friends. But he also said that he was intoxicated. So if you're so drunk that you can't, if you don't, you're so drunk that you don't know where you're at or you know where you're going, I don't think that we can trust a detailed story about what happened um, based off of that. But he goes into the apartment, says that he leaves. McCullough follows him and beats him up. He falls down the stairs, hits his head, whatever. I think that. On paper, oh, he got a he got an assault charge, a felony. Yes, that that's bad. Should he have not beat at the guy up? Yes, he should not have done that. But when you have more details about a guy entering, I mean, what would you do if someone just entered into your home and was visibly drunk? I mean, I think all of us would say that we would probably do some sort of the same thing. So I don't well, know. It, the report says that he left immediately. So yeah. I. That's what he says. That's what the guy. Like, said. If somebody, if somebody come in my house and you just like left immediately, I would be like, man, that's messed up. That's weird. I would like follow and ask him like, what's up? But I, I mean, I wouldn't look that far to do what he did. Just personally, but like, if, now if the guy comes in my house and he's sticking around, I'm probably going to shoot him. To be honest yeah. with you. I'm, I'm always back. But he's if the guy, around. like, if somebody just like, if he's, you know, but if he's just like, oh, my bad, gotta go, type deal. You know, that's one thing. But anyway, that, none of that really matters as far as the game goes. What is is he going to play? Or I think he'll not. Play. I, I think bend him. Uh, but either way, their settings aren't great anyway. No, he's like not. As far as the game player. goes. So I think that, so I think that, you know, as far as the game goes, that if Alabama's receivers can get open, I think that that's going to open up the game for Alabama. I'll just let you know right now. They'll be open. Our DBs are not good or safeties. So um, I will say, talk, bringing that up, our DBs have really struggled in coverage this year. However, our defensive line has gotten better every game that we've played this year. I think, I don't, okay. I think Alabama's O line is good, but it's not as great as it has been in years past as far as like championship teams go. And so if we, if Tennessee can get pressure and force, Bryce Young to run and force him to make quick decisions, I think that they'll have a much better chance of stopping, um, at least stopping the offense a few times. But if they can't get pressure, then it's over. They're not going to be able to stop them. Well, so. I, I think that's that's a very interesting comparison there, like our offensive line versus their defensive line. Like Alabama's offensive line started out bad, yeah. like really bad. But they, too, have gotten better every week. Yeah, And I've been impressed with how – better that they've gotten from week to week so it's the same thing with like, like like you like you said they're still not great so i you know whoever wins in the trenches i think the alabama's run game has come a lot come a long way yeah. over the past you know several weeks and tennessee's run defense has been great this season surprisingly because the past defense has been terrible but the run defense has been really solid i mean they gave up 50 yards to lsu this past weekend and stuffed them on multiple fourth and ones when they were running the ball. So I think 
I think Tennessee is kind of game plan wise, they've kind of stacked the box against every team they've played and just like, okay, beat us through the air because they haven't played anybody yet that can beat them through the air. But this week's different. So, because you're playing against a Heisman quarterback. So, you're not going to be able to just stack the box and say, hey, beat us through the air because guess what? He's going to beat you through the air. So, you're going to ha- you're gonna have to step back and cover some, which they haven't been able to do all year. So, like I said, I think on both sides of the ball for Tennessee and Alabama, it's going to come down to O-line, D-line play. If, if Alabama is not able to get pressure, Tennessee is going to score as much as they want. If Tennessee's not able to get pressure, Alabama's going to score as much as they want. So it's just going to come down to who can get a few stops. And I think Alabama is more talented, obviously, and has uh, more players and more skill to be able to stop the Tennessee offense. So I think uh, you said you think Alabama wins and covers. I think they win and cover, and I would say 10 to 14 they win by. I think they score late to make it a two-score game. So that's my prediction for the game. I'm not betting. Uh, yeah. So I'm not betting it either because everybody knows I don't bet Bama games, but I, I would say Bama by 10. That, yeah, I'm, I'm right 10, 13, 14. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but, yeah, we spent, we spent a lot of time on this game. There are a ton of other good games, but – with this podcast, those of you that listen know, like Robbie said, I love Tennessee. He loves Alabama. We can't help but just talk about this this game this week. So, uh, But moving on, like Robbie talked about, we have number 10, Penn State, on the road at Michigan. Both have been – both have not been tested to the, to the max yet. So we're going to see how strong this Penn State team is. We're going to see how strong this Michigan team is. Um, the line is at six and a half. Well, I think it moved to seven. Yeah, it's at seven now. Michigan by a touchdown. Robbie, what do you see happen in this game without giving away your pick? Uh, without giving away my pick, I cannot say. Okay. But uh, I, I'll go ahead. I, I think that we're going to find out what Penn State is because I've talked about this. And I've talked about it like seems like every week. Like, what is Penn State? Because their best win of the year is Auburn. <laughs> they blew Auburn out, but they went to Auburn and blew them out. That was their best win of the year. So we're going to find out, and, and it's on my cards. So I'll wait to share what it is, but we'll, we're going to find out what they are this Saturday. Yeah. Number 10 versus what is Michigan? Let number me see five. Where they are ranked number five. Yeah. Five versus 10 and three versus six. Those, those are some good games this weekend. So I yeah. think this Saturday we're going to find out what Penn State is. Yeah, I, I agree. And there are a bunch of uh, games that only have one ranked team. Auburn going on the road at Ole Miss. The last I – saw, I, I saw a stat, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it said something along the lines of the last three Auburn coaches that have been fired, it was after, the, after losing to Ole Miss the week after. So, will we see an Auburn coach get fired this week after losing to Ole Miss? Because I think – it's, it's not on my card. I don't think it's on yours. I think Ole Miss wins this game by as much as they want. So, do you think we see an Auburn coach get fired this week? I don't think so. Yep. I think that they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose. But the, the thing with Auburn is, and Brian Harson, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. So, they know they're going to fire him. Everybody knows they're going to fire him. Brian Harson knows they're going to fire him. <laughs> so, like, what are we waiting 
Yeah. So they haven't fired him to this point. So I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to say no just because, like, why would they this week? Whenever I think they're just they did last wait. week, they did the week before. <laughs> there's well, just I, I don't know if there's like they owe them like a certain amount of money to a certain point. Like I don't know the whole contract negotiation, but I'm I'm just going to know because they have yet. Yeah, why would they this week? They're going to lose. They're going to get blown out. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, the next game that is very interesting to me, and it is on my card, so I'm not going to talk about my pick, but number 19, Kansas, on the road, playing against a completely beat-up Oklahoma team. I think this game is going to be a good one. I think um, Dylan Gabriel will be back for Oklahoma. Obviously, Kansas, uh, Jalen Daniels out for the year. So this game could be very interesting. Um, I think a lot of points will be scored. Do you, do you have this game on your card, Robbie? I can't remember. No, I don't have this game on okay. my card. And what, do you, what do you see? I stayed, I stayed away from it because, like, there's so many unknowns. We don't even know if Dylan Gabriel's going to play. I think we, know Kansas is, we know Kansas is without their starting quarterback. So, you know, they're you got two teams going. They got two teams going up against each other with potentially both of them with their backup quarterback. So, I'm just kind of like, huh? We saw that last week with Alabama and A&M. So, yeah. Uh, I just I, – the game didn't appeal to me. I didn't put it on my card. I didn't take it. You know, both teams are reeling right now. Kansas is, you know, they, they lost without their quarterback, and he's not coming back this week. So, I, I didn't take the game. Just with so many unknowns, the game didn't appeal to me. I think it'll be fun, but I agree. A lot of unknowns. Um, what time is that game? It is a noon kickoff. So okay, so more people will probably tune in because it's early. Yeah. The next, I'll be game, watching Penn. Go ahead. I'll be watching Michigan Penn State. At noon. Well, if it's three to zero at halftime, I might be inclined to watch some points be scored. Um, <laughs> the next game I wanted to talk about, which could have made a case for the game day um, of the game of the week, Oklahoma State undefeated, number eight, going. At TCU, another undefeated number 13 team in the country. I like the last game I just talked about. I think this game could be really fun. It's a 3:30 game, and you and I will not be watching it, but I think this game could be fun as far as um, just what the teams look like. Um, both teams have been really good on offense and kind of shaky on defense, so we could see a lot of points scored in this game. So, what do you what do you like in this game? Do you have it on your card? Yeah, I. It's not on my card because I think it's a toss. I agree. I like both these teams, honestly. I think that both of them are good teams. I don't know what the – I think I looked at the over-under and it was, like, really high. Yeah. Because I liked it. Because I was like, yeah, I probably like the over on that. And I saw it. I don't remember what it was because I didn't bet it. But yeah, I was like, eh, that's, that's probably too high. So, I, I was nervous about it because TCU plays better defense, I think. So, I, I didn't bet the game, but I think it's going to be a good game, good, interesting game. You know, like you said, it's it's hate week this week. Alabama, <laughs> Tennessee is going to be on at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I didn't bet the game, but if I had to choose one, I'd pick DC. Um, see, I, if I had to choose I don't one, know what the line is. I think – what's the line on that? DCU is four by four right now. Four. Okay. Yeah. okay. I thought thought I saw it at three and a half. I – yeah, that's a toss-up. I probably like TCU to win. Don't know about the spread. I'm yeah, not take, betting it. So I take Oklahoma. I don't know State. if it's on your card. It's not on my card, but I would take. I would lean Oklahoma State in the points. 
Um, we're going to keep going. There's a bunch of ranked matchups this week. Uh, I saved Robbie on this with this next game. NC State, number 15 team in the country, 5-1. and one. Traveling to the number 18 team in the country, undefeated Syracuse. We don't know if Devin Leary's playing. Like we said earlier, he got knocked out. Um, I don't think – if I – based off what I've heard, I don't think he's going to play. But they, they say he's day-to-day. So, that could mean literally anything. So, um, like Robbie was – he was sharing some uh, information about their coach with me. Or tell me what what you uh, heard him say. Well, well, their coach was getting a bit of a douche about it because he was like, you know, well, he's day to day. He can come back tomorrow. Or he can come back six weeks from now. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, that's not day to day. Now, if he can miss <laughs> six weeks, he's not day to day. So, he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to say he wants to keep it, you know, tied under the wraps. So I I don't think he's going to play. I actually had North Carolina State on my card until I found out that he wasn't playing or didn't think he was going to play, that he was injured. I took him off my card, but I I still think that Penn State could cover the three – excuse me, could cover the three and a half because they're getting three and a half. I think that Syracuse is not a bad team, but I don't don't think that they're as talented as – I don't think they're as talented as NC State. Yeah. But without the starting quarterback, it's hard for me to bet that. Yeah, if I, I think if Leary doesn't play, Syracuse minus three and a half is a lock for me. But I'm not going to touch it because I just don't know. So I, I, it's not on my card. Well, I, on the opposite side of that, I would say if Devin Leary does play, NC State plus three and a half is yes, a lock. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I think as the as we get closer to game week or game time the line will move based off of what news we get. So, yeah. But as of right now, I think Vegas would say that Leary, they don't think Leary's going to play because they have Syracuse as, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So, that game probably won't be fun to watch, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Two defensive teams, but two ranked teams nonetheless. So, we're going to talk about it. Um, the next – there's two more ranked matchups, and then we're going to get into our cards. This next game – it features another team with a quarterback that is questionable. Number 16, Mississippi State Bulldogs on the road at the 22nd-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. I think if Will Levis does not play in this game, Mississippi State wins by as many points as they want to score. Um, but if Will Levis does play, I think this game could be a lot closer. Robbie, it's, it's not on my card, so I, don't, I think Mississippi State wins the game. Um, I think they win by a billion if Will Levis doesn't play. But, Robbie, what do you think? I don't think Will Levis is going to play. And, I'm, I mean, obviously, I don't know that. But yeah, I don't either. I think that Mississippi State wins this game. So, I, even, even if Will Levis does play, I don't know what the line is. I don't it's have it on my card. Six and a half right now. Mississippi so, State. But I, I like Mississippi State to win the game. If Will Levis plays, I don't like the six and a half. I like the – I like the points if Will Levis does play because yeah. I think that Kentucky has a, a pretty decent defense. So, I, but I, I don't have anything on this game. I'd stay away from it. Too many unknowns. Thanks. It's another one of those games where you don't know if the, if the starting quarterback is going to play or not. So, and, you know, you can find out later in the week if he's going to play or not, but the line's going to move. Yep. 100%. So, I, I wouldn't, I'm not betting the game, but I think the Sydney State wins. I agree. Um, I have a good feeling that this last game 
is on your card. I don't know. And it's definitely on mine. So I'm just going to save it, the last ranked matchup for our cards. Um, so with that being said, let's get into our, our cards. Um, I, is it Clemson versus Florida State? It is not. Are we not going to talk about Clemson versus Do you want to talk about oh, Florida State, Robbie? State's not ranked. I forgot Florida State's not ranked. So nope, we can go ahead to the cards. I'll talk about that game in a little bit, actually. Okay. okay. So you go ahead with your card. Okay. You want me? I'm gonna let you go first because mine's pretty significant this week. <laughs> Mine is uh, pretty okay. happy, so I'll let you go first. All right. So my card, I, uh, first game up is Baylor on Thursday night minus three and a half at West Virginia. I like Baylor to bounce back after losing to Oklahoma State last year. And you know the spreads last week. Sorry, yeah, not last year. Last week they lost to Oklahoma State, but. You know, West Virginia's played in some close games this yeah, year, they but they've lost they've lost most of them. So, but I think that Baylor's defense is going to be the difference in the game. I think that Baylor will be able to put up some points. I think that West Virginia will be able to put up a certain amount of points, but I think that Baylor's defense is a difference maker. So, I like Baylor minus three and a half to bounce back, even though it's on the road at West Virginia. I still like them. I think there's a lot more talent there at Baylor. And then we talked about this, you know, Penn State. We've been wondering, you know, what is Penn State? Their best win, their top 10 team, their best win is at Auburn, a blowout. But I'm not sold. So I'm going to need to see it. I like Michigan. I think this game is up to seven now. I'm not it sure. Is. I got it, Michigan minus six and a half. It's at seven. Right? And I bet that, and I bet that today. So it just went up. Um, but I like Michigan minus six and a half at home versus Penn State. Now, Michigan has won every game that they play. Granted, you know, they've not played a bunch of good teams, but every game that they play, they've won by at least 13 points. So I like Michigan at home in the big house versus Penn State. We're going to see what they're about. But, you know, less than a touchdown and an extra point, I like Michigan. Probably like them at minus seven, too, to be honest. So um, I actually have Auburn and Ole Miss on my card, but I have it the under at 54 and a half because no Auburn game this year has went over 54 points. None. So Ole Miss at times has struggled to score. Like last week you saw them losing to Vanderbilt at halftime or right before halftime, you know, and, and they struggled in that first half. So Ole Miss has struggled at times, you know, in every game and, Actually, the last week was like the opposite of what I thought was going to happen in the Ole Miss Vanderbilt game. I didn't pick Ole Miss to cover because I thought that they would come out, jump on them early, and take their foot off the gas, which is what they've been doing. But last week was the opposite. They come down and they were getting beat early, and then they come back and cover. So you never can tell with Ole Miss, but you know Auburn's not going to score a lot of points. <laughs> and Ole Miss's defense has been better this year. So I like the under on Auburn at Ole Miss. And my next game is Vanderbilt plus 38 and a half at Georgia. And that's just because, man, Georgia hasn't really been clicking like we expected them to. Like even last week, like they blew out Auburn. We knew they were going to blow out Auburn. But I think that game wound up being like a 32-point game. Yeah. And Vanderbilt this year has scored. Yeah, Vanderbilt this year has proven like they can score some points. Yeah. So I, I, I don't see this being a close game, but I also don't see it being 38 and a half. I can see Georgia winning by like 30, 31, 
something like that. But with a 38, with a 37, that's fine. <laughs> but with a 38 and a half points, I, I like Vanderbilt to score, you know, 10, 14, maybe 17 points to to get the cover. So I like Vander, Vanderbilt just because it's so many. And this next game may surprise you because it surprised me. I like Florida minus two and a half at home against LSU. And it's probably only because it's at home, but LSU barely beat Auburn, man. They were down 17 nothing. to Auburn, had to come back, claw their way back to beat Auburn. So LSU is just not a good football team. And I think the Florida's played better teams than them. They played Tennessee. Both of them have played Tennessee, but like Florida's played Utah. They played Kentucky. And LSU, you know, they played Tennessee. And they played Florida State first game of the year, but I don't think that Florida State is anything special. And they lost that game. So, I, you know, I think that Florida has been tested a lot more. So, in the swamp, I like them by field goal. Do you have that game as well or no? What are your thoughts on that game? I I kind of took the route that you usually take. Um, I think it's a toss-up, and so that's why I just didn't touch it. So, okay. I, I, and I then, think your team could win. Yeah. Okay. I do think – well, I will say – sorry. I will say Florida has gotten some players back from injury over the last couple of weeks. They didn't look great against Missouri this past weekend, but Missouri has been looking a lot better over the last few weeks. So for them to win that game um, yeah. by a touchdown, I think that's a good win. Not a good win, but it, it was good for them to win that game because they were supposed to. LSU is trending in the wrong direction, has looked really bad the last couple of weeks, has lost a lot of players to injury. So if I did have to lean aside, I would lean Florida just because of how bad LSU has been playing the amount of injuries that they've had over the last few weeks. So, yeah. Well, my thought is if they could beat Utah in the swamp, they can beat LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. My next game is Clemson minus three and a half. I, I don't really particularly like the three and a half at Florida State, but Clemson's been rolling and uh, they've surprised me quite a bit, you know, with as far as, you know, they knocked off uh, NC State. You know, Wake, they went into, what, double overtime against Wake, but they still come back and they they fought back and they won both those games. And Florida State has lost two straight to NC State and Wake Forest. And against these good teams, I think they're going to lose three straight. And, you know, like I said, Clemson's only close game was Wake Forest. They beat North Carolina State by 10. So, you know, I, I like Clemson to keep rolling at Florida State. You know, Jordan Travis. You know, he shows flashes, but he's very inconsistent. So, we'll have to see how he does against Clemson's defense. And even though it's at Florida State, I still like Clemson to keep rolling, minus three and a half. And my next game is – oh, do you have that game on your card? I'd like to – I do not. I do not have that game. I like I, – I lean Clemson, though. I just don't – I don't like the three and a half because I can see him winning by a field okay. goal. Yeah, okay. Uh, North Carolina, minus six. At Duke, um, I think this – when I saw it earlier today, it was like six and a half. Is it up to seven? I think it is. Yep. Okay. When I saw it earlier, it was up to six and a half. I got it at minus six yesterday at Duke. And I think you got it at even, what, five? Yeah, I got it five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. So, I just think that Duke I, – I don't think that they can score with North Carolina. 
North Carolina's defense isn't great by any means, but they put up a lot of points. Um, Duke only scored 20 last week at Georgia Tech, including in overtime. They couldn't do anything in overtime. I think that, you know, North Carolina is just going to outscore them. I mean, minus seven. I still like North Carolina. I do too. And then Nevada versus Hawaii, <laughs> a 12.01 a.m. kick. <laughs> I like the over 48 and a half. Well, and when I saw this, I was like, what? Like, I just like clicked on it, you know, just to see kind of 48 and a half. And I was like, man, Hawaii, Hawaii, the over under is only 48 and a half. Like, let me click on this. And I saw that Hawaii is giving up 41 points a game. They're giving up 41 points a game. And Nevada's giving up 29. And I was like, somebody's got to score. Like, granted, I think, you know, both of them, like, points four in the 20s. But, I mean, somebody's got to score in this game. 40, what was it, 48 and a half? I got to take the over. And then I'm going to save my two locks for the end because I have not told Aaron. I've hid my two locks from Aaron. I've not told him what they are, but I have two locks that I know he's going to hate. So I'm going to save those for the end. Oh, man. You didn't tell me earlier that I would hate them. You just said you were keeping them. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think necessarily you're going to hate them, but I, I don't think you're going to like them. Okay. Well, I don't like hearing that um, right before I read off my card. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with Robbie. I have Baylor minus three and a half at West Virginia. I think West Virginia is a decent team, but I think Baylor's defense is really good. And they're looking to I think they're I think Baylor is a ranked team. Um and they're they're gonna prove that this week. I think they win by a touchdown. So that's my first game. I have a lot, so bear with me. I have Oklahoma minus seven playing at home versus Kansas. I think Dylan Gabriel plays and they get their bounce back win against a team without their starting quarterback. I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game, like I talked about earlier, but I think Oklahoma wins this game by a touchdown, so I like this. Um, I have Texas minus 16 at home against Iowa State. Iowa State is not a good team this year. Um, they've lost several games. They played decent this week against Kansas State, but Kansas State's offense is nowhere near what Texas's offense is with Quinn Ewers. I think Texas scores as much as they want and win this game by – more than 16. <laughs> um, I have Minnesota, Illinois, over 39. Um, I think these teams are not very good. Illinois is ranked. Minnesota is ranked earlier. They're, they're just average teams. They're average Big Ten teams. Um, but I think there will be more points scored than what Vegas thinks. Um, I think Illinois has been a very low-scoring team at times this year, especially when they play teams with good defenses. But – I don't think Minnesota's defense is that good. And so I think both teams are going to be able to score. And 39 is just really low for if, – if both teams score three touchdowns, that hits. So I like that. Um, I have Virginia Tech plus seven and a half at home versus Miami. Um, I don't think Miami's good. I don't think Virginia Tech's good. These Both these teams are bad. I If it was – if it was six and a half, I probably wouldn't have taken it, but I like the fact that it's over a touchdown, so that's why I took Virginia Tech. I have no idea what it's at right now, but I got it in at seven and a half, so I like Virginia Tech. I have Buffalo minus 16 and a half at UMass. UMass is one of the worst teams in the country. Buffalo's not great either, but they're 17 points better than UMass, so that's why I went there. Cal, Colorado, under 49. These teams are bad. 
Colorado is the worst team in the country statistically, the worst power five team statistically in the country. They can't score. Cal is not a great offensive team. They could win this game 21 to zero. Honestly, I could see that happening. So um, I have under 49 there. I have UConn plus nine and a half at Ball State. I'm not even going to try to explain this one. This was a hard pick for me. I like UConn plus nine and a half. I know Robbie's rolling his eyes. Um, I have the Tennessee-Alabama over 65. If everything happens the way we think it's going to happen, there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think it goes into the 40s. So that's why I like the 65 there. Um, I have Maryland minus 11 at Indiana. Indiana's not good. Maryland is looking to bounce back. I like them by two touchdowns against Indiana. I have Northern Illinois plus two and a half at Eastern Michigan, both really bad teams. And Northern Illinois, is they're saying they're going to get their starting quarterback back. So he's been out for a few weeks. So I, if, he, if he's back, I think this is a really good pick. If not, I'm going to be sweating it, which I probably won't even look at it until later on in the day. Um, then this next pick is I think is going to be – Easy, easy lock. If I didn't like my other two two locks as much as I do, this would have been one of them. James Madison, Georgia Southern, over 63. Both of these teams give up a lot of points. Both of these teams score a lot of points. So, I like the over 63. I have Mississippi State, Kentucky, over 46. I think Mississippi State is going to score so much, it's going to force Kentucky to try to open it up and score. And I just – I don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to stop – Kentucky, even though Kentucky's offense is probably going to struggle if Will Levis doesn't play. So, I like over 46 there. I have Notre Dame-Stanford under 53. This this game is always a snooze fest. Both these teams like to run the ball, burn the clock. So, I have the under 53 there. And then I have USC plus three and a half at Utah. I don't understand why USC is – an underdog in this game. I get it. Utah's playing at home, night game. But Utah has had very bad struggles in the last couple weeks with their pass game defense, and USC can throw the ball. So I think Caleb Williams and company is going to do whatever they want against this Utah pass defense that has struggled. Um, And then my last pick that is not a lock, I have Washington State plus three and a half at Oregon State. I have liked Washington State all year this year. I always seem to find one team – like on not on purpose. It just kind of happens every year that I like in in the spread. And Washington State has become that team for me this year, and they've won me money this year. So I like them plus three and a half. I think they win the game outright uh, at Oregon State, who I think is also a good team. So that's my card. Let's get into the locks. I know that was a lot. Robbie's just falling asleep over there listening to my uh, listening to my card. <laughs> no, some some I agree with. Some that I disagree with. Some that. <laughs> Nobody in the world cares about. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what are your two locks? I lost you there for a second. Um, I think I got you now. Did you- well, what, are your, what are your two locks? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, give me your two locks. All right. Um, Robbie kind of spoiled this earlier. But I have North Carolina minus five and a half at Duke. We talked about it. I think North Carolina scores at will. Duke has not played good. since Honestly, since they lost to Kansas, they have not played good. And I, this game in basketball is a big rivalry. But in football, it's really not. No one really cares that much. 
So I think North Carolina scores as much as they want, win by more than a touchdown. So I like that minus five and a half. My next lock is a little interesting because since I put this in and had it as my lock, it has moved quite a bit. I still like it where it's at right now, but I have Arkansas plus three at BYU. Um, it's moved so much now that Arkansas is one, minus one and a half. So I still like it there. I think Arkansas wins this game. I think KJ Jefferson plays, and that is the difference in this game. So I think Arkansas is looking to bounce back after a rough few weeks too with without their quarterback. So those are my two. I would say I would say this on the Arkansas pick. The reason I didn't take Arkansas is because the unknown of KJ Jefferson. So if I find out later that KJ Jefferson is indeed playing, I'm out at that game. But I'm nervous that he's not because they, they don't really have a whole lot to play for right now. I mean, obviously you want to win every game, but, you know, the last two, three games they've lost without K.J. Jefferson, well, one with K.J. Jefferson, but um, I guess Alabama. But I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to come down to whether or not he plays or not. And even if he does, it's not guaranteed that Arkansas wins, in my opinion. I like it. But I, I certainly like it if he is. Yeah, I th that's I'm betting this is me literally gambling that KJ Jefferson plays because I, if he doesn't play, I think BYU wins this game. But I'm very confident that KJ Jefferson plays in this game. So, well, apparently Vegas is too. If it's from plus three to minus one and a half. Yep. Um, but here are my two locks, and I, I don't think you're going to like these locks. So my first lock is USC. Plus three and a half, but I don't I think you're going to like this lot be, because of there is no way, there's no reason that USC should be the underdog in this game. I mean, they're what the number seven team in the country going up on the going up against Utah. I get that it's at Utah, um, but Utah's look bad. Like they look bad against Florida, and they look really bad last week against UCLA. Because I watched most of that game because Utah was my lock last week. And UCLA did whatever they wanted to do on offense. They went up and down that field. If they wanted to run it, they ran it. If they wanted to pass it, they passed it. And they did whatever they wanted to do. And so Utah looked really bad. And they look bad. You know, you think about that game now, the first week of the year against Florida, and how bad Florida They won last week against Think about a bad day. Utah couldn't even beat them. So I, I, I don't get the spread, but I'm going I'm going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Vegas this week. Me too, baby. USC plus three and a half is a lock. I don't care what Vegas says. I like USC. So that's my first lock. Hey, why did you not like it? It's on my card, man. Well, this is why I did not think that you would like my locks because lock number two <laughs> is USC at Utah. The same game, I like under 65. So my two locks are in one game because I like the under 65 points because both of these teams only give up 19 points a game. But Cam Rising is so overrated in my opinion. Like, I've watched him play several times this year. Like, he's scared to take off and run. And he's scared to just take off from that pocket and run when 
the lanes are there. And he just refuses to do it most of the time. Sometimes, you know, he'll scramble, you know, get you know, some yards here and there. But for the most part, like that I've watched, like he doesn't want to take off and run when it's there. So I think Cam Rising is overrated. And so and both teams only giving up 19 points a game. And you know, I think that you know it's gonna be under 65 points. It's at Utah. So I don't think that US is gonna go in there and blow them out. So I like the under. So but both of my locks are in the same game. I like USC plus three and a half and the under 65 and a half. Sorry. Um, I might have to make you do something real quick. Give me just a second. I'm looking right now. Um, we're going to go ahead and count those as your locks of the week, but we might need a substitute for the parlay of the week because I don't know if it'll let us you do UC, or USC. You can do the same. You can do the same game parlay. With the, I don't know if you can people. add to it, but I know, you can, I know you can parlay USC and the the plus three and a half, and the uh, and the under. I know you can parlay those two. But can you? But do, I don't know if you can add the two. Yeah, I don't know. I'm checking right now. It's taking me a sec. Okay, I just found it. If it doesn't let us, I'm gonna need. We'll count the under as your official pick, but we need a substitute so we can do the parlay of the week. Um, but I'm checking right now. If it lets you, then if it lets us, then that's fine. Okay, on DraftKings, it's letting me, so we'll go with it. Um, We'll, we'll make that the official parlay of the week. We have USC plus three and a half, USC Utah under 65, Arkansas plus three, and North Carolina minus five and a half as the parlay of the week. Obviously, the lines have changed since we've locked them. I still like both of mine wherever it ends up at. I know Robbie's are – I just looked. They're at right now, as of Tuesday night, they're the same as, as what Robbie just said. So, like I said, USC – plus three and a half, USC, Utah, under 65, Arkansas, plus three, North Carolina, minus five and a half. That is our Inside the Lions parlay of the week. That does it for today's show. It's Tennessee, Alabama week, baby. We're going to see what happens. Tennessee, Tennessee, the low down. There's some snitches. And <laughs> there's some haters. Keep finishing. Keep going, Robbie. I love that video. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, Roll Tide this Saturday here. We're going to see. Yes, sir. Go Vols. Um, like I said, that does it for this for this week's in edition of Inside the Lines. Y'all get these picks in. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>